Germany, 377 medals. Norway, 329 medals. Russia, 314 medals. These are the countries at the summit of Winter Olympic success. This show is not about those countries. This show is about the little guys. The underdogs. The athletes with a pocket full of dreams and everything to prove. This is Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, cul-de-sac to Korea. Good morning and welcome to episode six of Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, cul-de-sac to Korea. Mm-mm. This is Rig with you here and I'm here with Gus, mate. How are you? I'm so good. I love getting up really early in the morning when it's fucking cold. Absolutely. It's another beautiful, sunny, yet fucking deceptively cold as <laughs> shit day in Korea. And we are beaming to you live right now, but probably not live when you're listening to it. Don't think I can explain to you again how podcasts work. That's fair enough. You've tried to put it up on the whiteboard for me many a times. We're going to jump straight in with the feature athletes that we've been following for these games. What's the update that you've got for us, mate? Mate, it's all about to start happening. Uh, This Friday, the 16th of February, Mm. Minnow Mania. Yes. It starts in earnest. Two big, bigger competitors uh, that we've been following pretty yep. closely. The first one is Martin's Decour. <laughs> Martin's Decour. I see why I'm doing this. You absolute fuckstick. Uh, from Latvia. So he's the second favourite mm. uh, behind a South Korean competitor that I refuse to pronounce. And <laughs> he's won the silver medal in 2010 and 2014 at the oh, Winter Olympics brutal. behind a Russian guy who was convicted of doping yep. in November of 2017. Yep. He was subsequently acquitted, but still not allowed to come to the Olympics because the IOC uh, bounces from hell well, and hate letting people in. Well, it's crazy because he, he, only, he only got acquitted like literally days ago. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he didn't quite have the balls to do what 47 of his countrymen and women did and just rock up to the Olympic Village like squatters and hope for the best. <laughs> so he just, uh, Alex from uh, from Russia, the previous gold medalist, uh, just sort of went, I'll sit this one out. But Martins, his second favourite, his brother Thomas is the third favourite. Latvia has never won a gold medal. So it's the skeleton, which again is that batshit insane sport where grown men sit on a fucking canteen tray <laughs> and go down a bobsled track face first. Yeah. It is actually mental. Lit just And their chin is just a bee's dick away from the ice. It's, it's so close. Ridiculous. I don't know what the gateway sport is to it. I assume, no. I, I assume being thrown head first out of a plane without a parachute. It is sports heroin. So if you, if, if you go from, if, if you go from what we do, which is social local park footy, to skeleton, you've just gone from a coffee to full-blown heroin. <laughs> so, here's the thing. Despite Martin's being completely within his rights to post on social media, all I want is a clean sport, yeah. after the, the guy who'd beaten him at two Olympics was found to have, uh, to have doped, the Russians on Facebook in November... Holy shit, was it some fucking Iron Curtain vengeance being handed down. They they went so far with this bloke. They were calling yeah. him a Nazi, which didn't make a lot of narrative sense. They uh, Someone said, I hope your father fucks your kids. And we were like, what? 
I mean, that's they, they, it, these are not easily translatable insults. I feel no. I think there might have been there might have been some. It's the Russian equivalent. <laughs> you had to be there. Yeah, yeah, completely. But they they were not they were not happy. Uh, a no. lot of a lot of people um, mistranslated insults that we read on Facebook. Isn't that just classic Russia though? As we've seen over the course of of us covering the show and and covering Russian athletes heading into the games, they just don't care whether they've doped or not. They've won the fucking medals. They're not giving them back. No. Zero and, chance and, 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 they're, and they're just like, he fucking won a medal. Stop crying like a bitch. Is yeah. essentially what they've said to Martins de Coors. Yeah. There was this footage from yesterday at, I think it was the figure skating. And obviously, Olympic athletes of Russia. Russia as a nation, as far as the IOC is concerned, have been erased from the records. Yeah. They, they're just like, you guys never existed. <laughs> so... The Olympic athletes of Russia are all of the supposedly clean Russians that are allowed to uh, to come to the games, but they're not allowed to have the Russian flag or anything that says um, that has the tricolors and the rest of it. It's yeah. just a grey or white uniform with a yeah, red circle. They, yeah, they look like you know fucking extras from Brave New World. They look like the putty men from Power Rangers, <laughs> who were those henchmen that would just <laughs> yeah. die randomly. Um, so at the figure skating, there was this bay of sort of fifty to a hundred. People with Russian yeah, flags and right. clad in like Russian hockey uh, yeah. stuff and the rest of it, singing Russian songs, um, and no one really knew what to do about it, so they just got to go for their lives at the figure skating. Yeah, but effectively, the Russians, as you said, they give zero fucks. Yeah, they are they are just all about the results on the day. Yep. Afterwards, you know what? Lance Armstrong would have made a fucking great Russian because they would have gone <laughs> seven, seven titles. Mate, just bank him. We don't give a fuck what happens after that. So, yeah, the Russians are bang for his blood. Um, Martins is a, a famously uh, media-shy personality. So yep. he's uh, at the moment, the Latvians are telling us that after his event, we'll be able to speak to him. Um, I hope that that doesn't mean that once he does win the gold medal because he will he's a he's our boy you our, our boy, boy our boy martins um that he will uh notoriously disappear and not be available for comment yeah <laughs> so we uh we're kind of rocking a hard place but he's on the 16th yep. uh, and that is going to be absolutely huge yeah absolutely another person we're we're following the big dog yeah the 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 glistening glider mm-hmm. peter taufer tafua yep the the oiled up shirtless tongan uh, cross country skier. He's yeah. also competing on the sixteenth. The fastest brick on skis. Yeah, he uh, he, lo- lovely guy, according to emails, because he's just really, really lovely. Uh, we we are going to secure an interview with him. Uh, I but speaking to him on the eighteenth or the nineteenth. I think we are the last in a long, long line. He went on the Today Show because they've actually set up shop in the the Gangnung Village, as we saw um, when we were there the other day. Yeah. So he went there again and. I mean, this is classic American TV. So the guy, he goes out, he does, he goes shirtless and oiled up for the opening ceremony, uh, for Rio and for Pyeongchang as well. And American TV at, at the TV, as I was like, we're going to need you to go shirtless again. It's the best. And he's just gone, oh, do I have to? And mate, yeah, that is you have shit. to, but that's it. You, you are the rig now. Yeah. Be the rig <laughs> because you, and do you know what? This guy better hope to God he is still working with that six pack at 55 because for the end of time, it's just going to be his rig. That's going to be his party trick. Yeah. You, you know how Bob Hawke rocks up to things and has to scull has to a beer? Has to beer, yeah. Uh, Peter Taufer is going to walk into a bar and people are going to go, 
shirts off, shirts off, shirts off. <laughs> and he's going to be like, I am 80. Yeah. He's, <laughs> Please fuck off. He's going to he's gonna rock up to some Hollywood-style party and they're going to be like, who are you? He's going to be like, Peter Taftafu. And he's like, I've never heard of you. And then just rips his shirt <sighs> off. Oh, why didn't you oh, say so? <laughs> you should have led I recognize that. you. <laughs> of course. So Diamond cutters and baby oil. <laughs> that's it. So that's uh, Peter Taftafu. But... The big story. I mean, we love all of our children equally. However, we love well, one more than the others. Yes. And that one is Peter Michael we're from New Zealand. S- we're saying what all parents are too pussy to say. Yeah, absolutely. Peter Michael, our favourite son from New Zealand, uh, he is uh, competing tonight. He's competing tonight in the 15, men's 1500 metre speed skating. Yep. Uh, we were just on Triple J this morning as we do every weekday chatting with our mates Ben and Liam. Yep. And we aired some of an interview that we did with Pete. Yeah. We're going to drop the full interview on you right now. Gus and Rig here. We're speaking with Peter Michael. He's representing New Zealand in a number of speed skating events and has a cracking shot to get an inaugural goal for New Zealand, a minnow nation in the Winter Olympics. So, uh, Pete, legend goes that you were discovered like a model and being a renowned rollerblader, they just put you on the ice and you've just gone and dead set smashed it. So how true is that? Uh... Pretty much, 100%. Um, <laughs> with a, a haircut like this, uh, <laughs> nah, kind of, kind of along those lines. <laughs> Not quite, but almost. Now, mate, uh, inspired by Will Ferrell's character in Blades of Glory, you've been described as the Chaz Michael Michaels of speed skating <laughs> by us. <laughs> do you do you think that that, that nice. do you think that that's a favourable description? And tell us why it most definitely is. <laughs> It's not even the first time I've heard that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, probably just go as far as saying Peter Michael Michaels is speed skating. Yes! yes! <laughs> we thought we were so smart. I'm not even kidding. When we initially said Peter Michael Michaels, to hear you refer to yourself as Peter Michael Michaels is the absolute <laughs> cherry on top. This is the best. Mate, fo- follow up question. Nice. Follow-up question. If you were to skate to one song and one song only, one that's provocative and gets the people going, what would it be? Lady Humps. Black Eyed Peas. Yes! (laughs) I love this guy. 2000s banger. Dead set banger. (laughs) So so leading on from that, I mean, you are a badass and you have an amazing haircut. Uh, It seems part ratty, part mullet. Uh, What's the thinking behind it? And is it just for banter or simply to strike fear into the heart of your competitors? So I started off with, and it was a pure ratty a couple of years back. I got into a silly situation. I chopped it off, lost the mojo, Yep, (laughs) fell out, wasn't skating as good. Yeah, you've got to recapture it. Started to come back. As it was getting longer and longer, people seemed more and more intimidated. Either that or they were giggling. Um, (laughs) (laughs) In my eyes, it's a rat's tail, but... uh, it's definitely been referred to a lot as a mullet here. I do definitely turn heads at the track and obviously clearly in the dining hall. Um, <laughs> yeah, fair. It's kind of pe- peacocking, if you will. Yeah. At you- its finest. It's just dripping confidence down my back. That's the quote of the games. <laughs> that is all time. So, Pete, I've only seen the, the, the couple photos on Instagram, but just based on this correspondence, the mullet is intimidating. I can I can hear it through the through the through the headphones. Oh, it yeah. doesn't just drip confidence down the back; it drips it right through the phone. <laughs> that is uh, awesome. So, what day do you what day do you finish? The twenty fourth, you second yeah. last day. Yeah, the twenty fourth. On a scale of one to belted, how drunk will you be on the twenty fifth of February? <laughs> yeah, if all goes well, oh, 
I don't even know if there's a word for it yet. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, awesome. Uh, mate, so... You've been inside the Olympic Village. Uh, in case you haven't heard, as the Australian Olympic Committee denied us media accreditation, we made our own country called the People's Republic of Rigistan. Uh, because you're our eyes and ears in the village, what are our chances of getting in and how are you going to help us do that? Mate, i got a pretty big suitcase. <laughs> um, could probably try to roll you in. <laughs> All right, Pete. Well, for everybody who's just listened and fallen in love with Winter Sports' new badass and they want to follow your, your pursuits and your exploits, um, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Uh, Instagram. Peter Michael 42. Oh, love Ooh, it. One word, the shebang. There you go. Perfect. Uh, on a ratio of uh, sort of one to one, two to one, uh, how many shots involve your mullet? Oh, not enough. <laughs> well, once the once the Australian likes start flooding in, I think there'll be some requests for that to change. Less requests, oh, more demands. Oh, there we go. All good, mate. Sounds Great speaking good. with you. Cheers, mate. Cheers. See ya. Cheers, boys. Oh, so you can tell, you can tell if if you didn't get from the the short snippet that was played on Triple J this morning, what a legend this dude is. That is going to put away all doubt. He's stone cold. He's 24 carats. Absolutely. 24 carats of pure gold. 24 carat magic in the air. <laughs> He's going to be in the next Bruno Mars film clip. <laughs> Speaking of 24 carat medals that start with G. Full <laughs> 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 <What a> segue. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I am <laughs> dead set. so gross. fisted that segue in there. <laughs> We are going to talk to you about a segment that we've created called the Minnow Medals. Yes. So, here's the go. Everybody that generally wins a lot of uh, Winter Olympic medals, countries-wise, they have access to snow, they have access to ice, their athletes start with those sports at an incredibly young age, three, four, five years old, really young, and they have a massive advantage over the rest of the world that does not have access to those things. So, not a level playing field at all. Time to level the fucking playing field. Absolutely. we have brought our own system of medals, the Minnow medals. Absolutely. The People's medals. That's it, the People's medals. It's, I mean, the, the actual medal tally, the proper medal tally, is, mm. is reading a lot like the usual suspects at the moment, and we fucking hate that. Yeah. So we obviously have, have got these minnow medals going. Gold, silver, and bronze have been replaced. Yep. They've been replaced because it's a copyright issue. And the IOC are basically with, the fucking mafia. With the dickheads over at the IOC, dream crushers, <laughs> keeping the theme going. So we have replaced gold, silver, and bronze with gallium, steel, and brass. So we were contemplating Germanium, but it contains the word German, and the Germans have won way too many medals. <laughs> and we're also <laughs> contemplating Scandium, but that got turfed due to the Norway, Finland, Sweden issue. Yeah, we d- did not want to go too Scandy on that. We, we also contemplated Sulphur, but it act- literally sticks. <laughs> so we fucked that up. We, we, we could not, in our right mind... Give to a minnow that we have followed the <laughs> stinkiest love. of all minerals. The worst metal ever. Yeah, no, it's gross. The and so metal. What we've done is, what, and the way we go about this is, if the country has not won a gold, we will work back and see who the highest ranked minnows are in each event and award them the medals 
in those particular orders. So after the first few days of competition, we've got Latvia on top of the minnow medal table. They've got three gallium, two steel, and one brass. Mm, strong, huge powerhouse start. Strong showings in the biathlon. Yeah. But you know what? It's a sprint, not a biathlon. So we are... Oh. Yuck. But weirdly, <laughs> there is a biathlon event called the sprint. the sprint. So let's just turf that. <laughs> so in second, we are nailing these segues today. In second, New Zealand. Oh, perfect. The darlings. Delicious three gallium, mm. zip and zip. Well, why why would you need other medals? I know. If you can come through and just nail gallium. If you just nail all the gallium. It's a, crazy. A sack full of gallium. A sack My full biography. Of gallium. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, in third is Lithuania. They have one gallium, two steel, and two brass. And then the countries that, that round out the rest of the table, because there, there haven't been a whole lot of uh, countries that have, you know, countries that have won medals. Yeah. But we rounded out with Hungary, Romania, and Dora. Mm. Got up with a gallium. That's pretty amazing. Solid. Um, then Iceland. Yep. Argentina, Ireland, mm. and Chinese Taipei. Oh. So it's T- TPE. Every every day, there's going to be more and more minnow medals, and I am so psyched for that. And we, we just want to make it completely clear. Yeah. If you have won a gold medal, I don't give a shit when it was, you are fucking out. Yeah. If you win a gold you medal out. This, this games, Slo- you're fucking out. Slovenia? They won a medal, a gold medal, like 30 years ago. Yep. Fuck off. Yep. Take your lime green uniforms and fuck right off because you are not on this table. Yep. Belgium, 1948, St. Moritz, one gold medal all time. There's the door. There, you know where it is. There's the door. You're on the next plane over to get delicious waffles and pommes frites. <laughs> so that's the middle medal tally, which brings us to... Career advisors, our yes. segment on all things Korean, local culture, news, and basically everything else that we couldn't cram into one of our other segments. Absolutely, as as I think, as everyone knows, we are cultured as shit. Yeah, we we fucking froth over good stuff. Absolutely, and we are elbow deep in Korea right now. And one of the big things we did the other night was I'm go. Not sure, where you're going with this? To, was we went to a cat cafe. Oh, yes. Now, I know I know a lot of people would be like, well, it's a cat cafe. We have cat cafes back home. Mm, but this was not you a must, normal You must thing. understand. The first cat cafe opened in Melbourne in 2014, and then there's one in Sydney in 2015. The original cat cafe, it, like the cat cafes are an inherently Asian phenomenon. Sure. So invented in Taiwan. In '98, mm-hmm. so it's been going for a lot. It's got a lot of mileage. Yeah, it exploded in Japan. Seventy-nine cafes opened just from '05 to 2010 alone. That is good viral marketing. It's it's the best. And and Korea has their fair share. We we saw a a person in a giant cat suit. Oh, this is all coming back to me now. Yeah, Celine Dion. Oh. So we we saw this this person in a cat suit. We're like, absolutely, we're going to this cat cafe. We got sh- well. Gus got shepherded up the stairs, and I, it looked like something out of The Shining. It was not okay. So basically, we walked through the entrance to this uh, to this thing to sort of check it out, and then I turned around, and it wasn't rigged behind me. It was a six foot fucking cat <laughs> who didn't say anything but just kept moving forward. And so eventually, I'm being pushed up the stairs, and I keep turning around to be like, 
what the fuck is happening? And this cat just pushes me in the square <laughs> of the back. <laughs> says nothing literally the most intimidating experience i've ever had yeah and so get upstairs and we look in to say that this cat cafe was slightly under par resources wise (laughs) is kind of like saying that a prison is a little bit inhibiting your freedom (laughs) it was basically a large fish tank yeah, <laughs> filled with cats, <laughs> like shock full of cats and a couple of people. And they, these cats, do not want a fucking bar of anyone. Of course so, not. They're I mean, I mean, there's in the cat cafe. I think most cats are like that, though. Just inherently, they're like that. They don't want a bar of anyone unless you have food, which we found out. Okay, so uh, I've shelled out the forty-five bucks to get the two of us <laughs> and, and our long-suffering videographer Michael through the door. And immediately regretted it because <laughs> we were we were told after we'd paid, it's like they pulled out a giant list of can'ts and won'ts, and they involved <laughs> color coded scarfs. And that's yeah. when we looked around and realised that every cat was dressed like a small John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> and had a different coloured neck scarf that was associated with a different thing that you couldn't do. It was ridiculous, wasn't it? It was like yellow scarf, do not feed. Blue, Blue scarf, sad, has anxiety. <laughs> Green <laughs> scarf, don't look in the eyes. <laughs> Red scarf, psychopath. <laughs> there was a rainbow coloured scarf, which apparently just meant that everything that it did was super powered. <laughs> it, was, it was actually ridiculous. Some, <laughs> some of these cats... My God, oh, there was some there were some highlights. We've got a bit of video footage, and we'll put it up on online. But yeah, it's. Do you want to do you want to play the hits? All right, definitely, mate. Uh, just just as an overview, every every cat in there, right? I mean, when we talk about dogs, right? Pugs are the huge thing at the moment, and sure. I'm like, I don't understand it. No. Pugs are weird as hell. They look like they've and they've, been and they've with a brick, and they look yeah, they look like they've copped a frying pan to the face. Yeah, that love of that smashed face look mm. has definitely translated to every Korean cat yeah, because was, it was horrific. This was not an aesthetic room of cats. <laughs> <laughs> this was not a not a runway. It, absolutely not. It was the back of a target. It was just <laughs> it was really bad and just really, really odd looking cats. Smashed faces everywhere. And they did not want a bar of you until, Until we spent $2 on a small tub of cat crack. And then I thought, I thought you were gone. I thought you were a goner. You immediately had about nine cats <laughs> on you. Not, not next to you, not below you, on your person. Yeah, I was wearing a coat of cats. Yeah. They were, they were, there was one that just emerged out of nowhere and just got on my head. <laughs> I was like, this is, that they, they are phoning in all affection until you have a, you have food, which anyone who's ever owned a cat, yeah. again, knows is the way that this shit works. But effectively, there was one, this small, sort of Austin Powersy, Mr. Bigglesworth-looking <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> wanders over wearing a camo flak jacket. And for anyone that's ever seen an animal, you know that that is not a good sign. <laughs> it's also wearing a, a yellow scarf, which means don't feed me. And I assume it's either I'm on a diet or I'm a greedy villain. <laughs> because this bastard that we nicknamed the General comes over, <laughs> proceeds to basically 
kamikaze at me <laughs> holding a jar of food, which forces uh, me to reflex action, peg the food at Michael's <laughs> leg. <laughs> which... But effectively, his leg becomes covered in cat food, and like piranhas, they descended <laughs> on his jeans, consuming fabric and leg, just li- licking the stain into the fabric. <laughs> the slowest, weirdest attack I've ever seen. Oh, these cats. The general was one of the highlights. The... the- <laughs> That cat had seen some shit. Oh, the best was when we were, when we were leaving and we saw a poster and it had all of the cats in the, <laughs> in the cafe. And his profile was for some reason, he's a male cat. <laughs> his profile was his head on a, uh, like 1800s woman's <laughs> body with like tiny doll arms and high heels. <laughs> we're like, are you guys trying to mentally disintegrate the general? Cause he'll fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it didn't stop there. There was this, there was this, Overweight ginger cat with with a red and green sort of thing going on around its neck collar oh. <laughs> was a dead set ringer for John Candy in planes, <laughs> trains, and automobiles. <laughs> I was like, "What the actual shit?" I could not unsee it, and I don't think any of you guys could either. Is what once you saw him? Nah, nah, he was he was again one of the one of the highlights. Fortunately, he was photoshopped on the uh, on the way out. It was a it was a horror show. And how could we forget? The fucking largest cat I've ever seen in the flesh. Yeah. This cat. It was a, it was a horse. It, it was ridiculously large. Absolutely abhorrent. Yeah, but weirdly, it didn't have a yellow don't feed me scarf, I assume, because it had consumed the scarf. <laughs> Gained all nutritional value from three pieces of silk and cotton. So that was the cat cafe. There will be a video that will be coming out. Uh, about that, where you can where you can see it all for yourself. But that was one of the weirdest things that we've seen. But we're going to move on to our quick update on our newest country and the newest country in the world. Yeah, the People's Republic of Rigistan. Absolutely. So uh, we've been going about our business as ambassadors or the uh, the founding settlers of Rigistan, trying mm-hmm. to find ambassadors uh, to Rigistan that live in other countries. We want to establish bilateral relations. Correct. That's Diplomacy. a much, much easier way of saying what I said. So we've already established those with uh, New Zealand through our ambassador, Peter Michael. The man, the myth, the mullet. Canada through our ambassadors, uh, Bill and Bonnie Bram. Yep. And now we have our newest ambassador, the ambassador to Switzerland, slope-style skiing Olympian, Sarah Hofflin. Yes. Yep. Sarah came on board and uh, we had a chat with her Yesterday morning, yep. uh, there is a photo that will go up today, which is her and her brother clad in Rigistani polos, repping the brand. Hell yeah. Uh, and yeah, she is, she is very happy to be an ambassador uh, to the great nation of Rigistan. She was even throwing some chat around about uh, wearing it in the Olympic Village, but apparently they have a 128-page fucking doctrine. doctrine about what you can and cannot wear. I assume page 127 of that is no Rigastani shit. <laughs> it's an addendum. It's just a piece of paper stapled <laughs> to the back. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so Sarah is is our newest ambassador, and we're very excited because she's got a Kiwi mum. Yes. So, despite the That's, fact that... We, we should probably add some context to that. Yeah. So, so <laughs> besides the fact that, uh, that Switzerland deserve a bit of sympathy because Basil Zemplis described them as being a country whose Winter Olympic... Uh, tradition is espoused by Roger Federer's tennis playing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Sarah Hoffland's Kiwi relations uh, mean that all of a sudden she could be representing the great silver fern at the next Olympic Games. Hashtag earn the fern. Perfect. All righty. So, so we'll move on to the, the final segment of the cast, which is, of course, the Donut Spotlight. It's that segment where we look at a country who has never won an Olymp- well, they may not have won an Olympic medal ever. They may just have not won a gold medal ever. But uh, we're going to do a bit of a deep dive. Gus, what have you got? Mate, Romania. Yes. Yes. Has been a long time coming because Romania have been to 20 Winter oh, Olympic Games. Good Lord. 20 they- out of... Is that... Hasn't there? A, this is like the twenty second or something, isn't it? No, apparently we just dicked those maths before. There's been heaps of them. All oh, right, they started in like nineteen sixteen or something. <laughs> so, so they have been to every Winter Olympics apart from nineteen twenty four, nineteen sixty. Right. Okay. So their first Winter Olympics was nineteen twenty eight. Damn. <laughs> they have won one bronze medal. Jesus, that was in. The great year of 1968. <laughs> so it has been a 50-year, a half-century drought. drought. My God. Uh, their only medal came in uh, bobsleigh. Okay. And it was the two-man event in 1968, and their medalists are Ion <laughs> Panturu and Nicole Niago. <laughs> Japanese, are they? They sure are. <laughs> so... Basically, Romania's uh, Romania's won eighty nine Summer Olympic gold medals. Yeah, I mean they're, they're three hundred and six medals total. Yeah, they're pretty. They're, I mean, they're, they're they're right up there. They're fucking handy. Yeah, really handy. Like to the point where in Los Angeles they came second in the total medal tally. Shit. Yeah, they won fifty three medals. Good lord, unbelievable. So the fact that that like when you have athletes like that, yeah. I always thought that it would translate similar to the way that the Australians have started to do it, where they go, great, well, I mean, we love sport. Mm. We're pretty good at it. Let's just get some of our good sportsmen and force them to do winter sports. And just transition them. Yeah, just basically bag over the head into a van. (laughs) You rock up in Threadboat. (laughs) (laughs) Just throw skis at your face. (laughs) Three years later, you're on snowboard. Yeah. Um, but that's not the way that it's happened because these guys have absolutely struggled, like fucking struggled as well, to the point where, to give you an idea, one of the guys who won uh, that bobsleigh medal in 1968... Is dead. Yeah. <laughs> he died two years ago. What? At age 81. Ion Panturu uh, died in in 2016. So through his lifetime, he was the only medalist, and he didn't even live to see Romania reach the the podium of Winter Olympic success ever again. What? It's it's absolutely insane. So these are uh, these Olympics. Uh, the Romanians do have a couple of uh, a couple of shots. Um, not currently looking like uh, any of those will will come off, uh, but at the same time, there's the Alpine events, anything can happen. They also have a really good shot at the speed skating. Alexandra in Kulescu <laughs> in the women's 500. That one wasn't bad. Yep, in the women's 500. Yep. Because 
It's 500 metres. Yeah, for, it's, dead it's, set, anything can happen. It's the 50 metre freestyle oh. of uh, of speed skating. It's just a start. Yeah. It's like, it's ba- yeah. you get out of the no, blocks yeah, yeah. fast, you win the medal. You win the medal. Because no one overtakes anyone in 500 metres. Shit, no. Yeah. Like, and they are fucking flying. Like, we saw when we saw the 1,500 metres on short track, that people hardly ever get overtaken in that. And that's three times the bloody size. Totally. Well, mate, that's a classic donut spotlight. Romania, let's hope that they do get up and can get five, <laughs> 500 metre glory uh, or at least a bronze or fucking something. Yeah, just just anything. This yeah. is one of those ones where uh, at the moment, yeah, we understand you are focused on the minnow medal tally and we have been getting reports back. The minnow nations are very excited. They're yeah. excited. The playing the playing field has been levelled. Yeah. Uh, they, the door is open. Yep. The medals are beckoning. They are going fucking gaga for gallium. <laughs> but Romania, also, you're not even on the medal tally for that currently. You need to get on the podium for the minnow medals. Yep. And a good way to do that would be to get a bronze or a silver in the actual Olympics. Because yep. then you get to stay yep. in the in the minnow medal tally. And mate, going on from that, speaking of medal chances and potentially getting off the Meadow Minnow Medal Tally. Yeah. Peter Michael tonight. Yes. 1,500 metres. Yes. The Minnow Mullay. The Minnow Mullay. He has a cracking chance uh, to, to medal. So we'll have to follow that, and I'm sure we'll be picking that up on tomorrow's cast. Either way, there's going to be a good result. There's going to be some sort of medal, I reckon. I've got a good feeling about this. Yep, me too. There's uh, two Kiwis in there. Rion K, Peter Michael. It runs at... 8 p.m. local time, so yep. 10 p.m. Australian time. Yep. Chuck it on. Get around him. Fear the mullet. That's it. And that's all she wrote for today. If you want to follow us in our journey here, follow us on Instagram, at Gus and Rig. We're also the same handle on Twitter. So we're updating that super frequently. Yep. Medallica Minnows versus the world uh, on Facebook. And that's it. I think that. I think that's it. Nice. All right. We'll speak to you tomorrow, guys. See ya. Yeah.